Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Amazon Book Club. This week, we're reading Goosebumps, Escape from Camp, Run for Your Life by R.L. Stein. It's October. It's Halloween season. You know what time it is. We're reading spooky books all month, and we're kicking it off with a choose your own adventure. In honor of the choose your own adventure, I'm going to let you choose your own intro. If you want to keep listening to the podcast, don't press anything. And if you want to never hear from me again, I, I can't say I blame you. Everybody, to the Amazon Book Club. My name's Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hi, I'm Shane Burklow. And this week we're reading a book called Goosebumps Escape from Camp Run for Your Life. It's October. Now it's Halloween time. So you know the drill. Can I get a wolf howl? It's ho- it, we're, it, uh, we're, we're reading scary books. That's it. That, that's, that's the long and short of it. You guys excited? You shaking in your boots, dude. I'm, I mean, always. I'm not wearing my boots. I'm scared all the time. Shane's bootless, for better or worse. I have a nice um, uh, house sock on. Oh, I do, I do see that you have your uh, gown on and your nightcap and mm-hmm. the little candle in the in the basin. Yeah, my wrist is going to get tired holding this candle. Yeah, it does look uncomfortable. But it helps me see your faces. You're just describing Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge McDuck? No, how about Ebenezer Scrooge? You're talking, you're thinking of regular Scrooge? <laughs> Scrooge McDuck doesn't look like this. Maybe I'm thinking about the duck version of Christmas Carol. You're thinking about a Scrooge McDuck in the role of Scrooge from Christmas Carol. That's right. That's what Shane reminds you of. That's correct. And now that you mention it, you're dead on. Uh, on that note, if you missed last week on our Patreon, we read a Halloween classic, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Uh, so we got we got Halloween started last week, and now we're rolling into a, a new episode here. Ganesh, uh, before you tell us what we what, what what the book's about, I'm going to tell you what we do on this podcast. What we do on this podcast is every week we read a free ebook from Amazon Prime. We read the first page, except this week. Except for the, I mean, yeah, this week we're reading a book that you have to pay and for last from week. a store, and also last week. We don't really follow our own rules. Yeah, you know, why am I even saying this? Ganesh, what do we do on this podcast? The one rule in this podcast is there are no rules. Yeah. Yeah. Also, don't talk about the podcast. And also don't eat on the podcast. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. We are not allowed to snack. Yeah. Everyone out there should know. Ganesh runs a tight ship. And also, I hope you're thankful that we're never crunching on here. It would be rude. Thank you guys for uh, not being divas. You talking to me and Shane? And eating on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're except welcome. for that one time that Shane was couldn't stop eating hot dogs. Oh uh, yeah, I ate a Taco Bell taco one time too. I wasn't happy about that either. You didn't. You weren't. I was. I that I gotta say was a full on just human reflex. I didn't even know I was doing it. You called me out and I was like, oh, I've got a Taco Bell taco in my mouth. He usually shakes us down when when we get into his apartment. He digs out all of the snacks in our pockets. Yeah, then he eats it in front of us and shames us. 
but we can't do he can't do that when we were uh recording from home that's right that's right i'm gonna start snacking right now you gotta edit it all out all right well whatever we don't do anything on this podcast can you sweet we read the synopsis of uh you know goosebumps escape camp from run for your something or other wait you never said what we did you just said we read free ebooks and you said actually we don't even do that yeah then i asked you to read the first page the 25 percent mark the 50 percent mark the 75% mark in the last page, except today, we're not doing that either. We're just going to read this Choose Your Own Adventure, and then if we die collectively, because Austin and Shane will be dictating what page we go to, then we'll go back and revisit our decisions. Thank you. Finally, somebody did a good job of explaining what we do in this podcast. Yeah, it's refreshing. After months, I've been waiting for somebody to take the reins and... Give the people what after they hundreds of episodes, hundreds. we finally get a real straight shooter. Yeah, this is the 650th episode, actually, which is why uh, Ganesh is doing it in the buff. That's the <laughs> celebration. All right, well, that's uh, well, okay. Read the synopsis now. I mean, anytime's a good time to take your clothes off. He, he does it every 10th episode. <laughs> Number 65, the charm. All right, so this is Give Yourself Goosebumps Escape from Camp Run for Your Life. I don't see how that's a good business decision. To name your camp that I, I would, I, it's, it, it gets people talking. If you named your camp that it would be, you'd be like intrigued at least. Yeah. I guess it depends on their food. Maybe they're pretty good. <laughs> camp run for your life is talking about the quality of the uh, buffet. They've got a Michelin chef. Gordon Ramsay's camp run for your life. Featuring the delightful cuisine of Olive Garden. Hmm. Why would he do that? Yeah, that makes no sense. Reader beware. <laughs> you choose the scare. Give yourself goosebumps. Heads up. You're on your way to sports camp. If only Uncle Ed can find the place. Sports camp. Just all of them. You familiar? (laughs) You ever go to a sports camp growing up? No, I didn't. Well, I went to baseball, like a summer camp kind of thing. But like, no, Mm -hmm. general sports, no. Just like all, like give them all a try. There was a point in time where my parents were very convinced that I loved soccer. And I have... From day one, from the moment they put me in soccer, which I think I've said this up before on the podcast, they put me in soccer because I was fat. And they thought <laughs> if I played a little bit of soccer every week, you'd run it off. I would just I would just kind of trim down a little bit. Well, that's kind of the idea. Sure. But I mean, I liked other sports like basketball and baseball, but they had me play soccer. And then they sent me to a soccer camp with some famous European soccer player. Don't even remember his name now. Wow, and it was the most, it was the most dreadful three weeks of my life and i got my three was, weeks with pele <laughs> <laughs> the autobiography of ganesh sarma i heard he was real good once wow, shit talking this guy <laughs> Jeez, yeah, no respect God damn. damn. All right. Well, I mean, maybe your parents just recognized that you didn't have a natural ability for basketball and, and baseball. And we're just like, let's see what he can do with his legs. He's got some fight in him. Well, I no, mean, were you true. good at it at all? Did you show any promise? Nope. Oh, okay. Were you good? Well, like, what was your what if, if you were good at any sport, what was it? I was pretty good at basketball until I hit like 16 because I'd hit a growth spurt pretty early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, not by like effort or talent, but just by sheer size you didn't will yourself pretty into a good spurt. but then everyone caught up and it turned out i wasn't that good after all for a minute you were the tallest kid on earth i'm more of a, a chess player myself ah <laughs> uh, yes you're a thinker a gentleman's sport <laughs> the most dangerous game croquet chess pie eating 
Oh, yeah. Are we still reading the synopsis? What's happening? Yeah. Only if only Uncle Ed can find the place. Oh, he's the lamest driver ever. A sign up ahead says Camp Running Leaf. Hey, that's not the name of the camp you signed up for. But uh, Uncle Ed's already driving away. Oh, well. <laughs> Great. That's some, that is some 90s parenting right there. What's that? Oh, fuck it. I left him on the side of the road. He'll figure it out. It's a camp. Running Leaf is a sports camp, too. Isn't that why the campers call it Camp Run for Your Life? <laughs> right, fellas? Come on. Oh, that's for us? I zoned out. Sorry. <laughs> You've got a choice of events. You can enter the athletic competition called Selection. You can be <laughs> selected for a free trip. To? To be a slave on Plant Zentron. Is that what it says? Are you riffing? Yep. Nope. Oh, I wish you were. I gotta trust my boy RL, though. He's never missed a step. Maybe you'd better choose the wilderness hike instead. Just look out for the mountain lion over there. I'm sorry. Are these spoilers to the Choose Your Own Adventure? And try to steer clear of the zombies with rotting limbs. I'd rather not hear the spoilers. I don't even want to know what's around the corner. Let's get out of the synopsis. I don't want to hear this. All right. Let's go. Let's jump ahead to the first page. Dude, you almost did the wrap-up time yourself, to yourself. <laughs> give yourself goosebumps. Escape from camp. Run for your life. Let's go right now. Hit it. Let's go. Boom. All right. Uh, Everybody close your eyes and imagine you're in the 90s. You're cracking open that new Goosebumps book from the Scholastic Book Fair. And then the horrifying voice of Ganesh booms in your head. You've had a rough day. You had a you had a tough time on the playground with your pogs. Lost a couple. Lost my pogs. I buried my pogs. To an arch nemesis of yours. But uh-huh. the Scholastic Book Fair rolls into town. Your dad gave you a shiny $20 bill to buy what? two books. Mm-hmm. And he thinks you're going to buy a book about science. Because mm. that's what you said you wanted, but then you come home with a five Goosebumps box set, Mm-mm. and then he takes them, and then he reads them himself. He reads them himself. Mm. This is this sounds like you're person uh, pulling from a personal experience. You're really clearing the air this episode. You're really getting it all out there. I've got a lot to say and no one to say it to. Finally, I know you've been bo- you've been bottled up for all these years. I never bought Goosebumps books at the book fair. No, those were. Uh... Those are from the bookstore books. No, I, yeah. I didn't want to look like I had bad taste around my peers. Yeah, no, but, of course not. Um, I bought them at Kroger. I did my, my dirty shopping at Kroger. <laughs> did my dirty deeds at Kroger. I was part of the Goosebumps fan club, and every month they would send me a new Goosebumps book. And the first time when I signed up, I signed up at a bookstore, and I had to like mail something in, and they sent me back this briefcase with like goosebumps bed sheets and pillowcases and some stickers a very nice sticker book oh yeah this reminds me of last year when we talked about our goosebumps bed sheets that we both had we, we both, both had the had same the sheets same. yeah it's almost like we shared a bed two boys connected through an unknown link that eventually became friends that is strange sleeping on the same sheets and you didn't even know each other that's right. I went to a Goosebumps fun night at Barnes & Noble when I was a kid, and we made shrunken heads out of apples. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was cool. 
They stunk. <laughs> Apples do stink, famously. Was, was that like a Harry Potter style, like midnight release? I don't remember Goosebumps getting that treatment. It was just like a like a community Goosebumps fan. The community Goosebumps night thing. Okay. Barnes and Noble. They knew what the kids were reading. Yeah, dude, they were hip. So kind of like a Scholastic book fair, but just private. It was at night. It was for like the cooler. Yeah, <laughs> uh, cool. It's like cosmic bowling. It's like uh, it's like a country club. Uh, you know, it's just it's private. <laughs> they had cocktails. It was like really, really high society what? stuff. <laughs> they had like a, a valet, and they had um. Shane had his first Aperol spritz that night. <laughs> <laughs> he could he couldn't drive home because he was also seven. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, take everything you know about Goosebumps and forget it, because Ganesha's about to blow this shit out of the water. Let's hear it. <laughs> Let's lay it on us. It's a lot of pressure, man. What else is new? All right. It's page one. The throngs of people await. All right. You say to yourself, 10 minutes ago, it looked as if you were facing another boring day at home. <laughs> like now. Yeah. Anybody? Okay. Thanks. It sucks. Awesome. Quarantine sucks. Don't care for it. I'm just going to go back out there. Fuck it. I think it's done. <laughs> what if I just came out as being like a super COVID conspiracy theorist? Uh, if, uh, if, if that was the case, I'd be annoyed because I, I've asked you to hang out and you, every time you're like, I don't know. What about all this I'm COVID? I'm a huge conspiracy, conspiracy theorist, but then when my friends want to hang out, I'm like, ooh, it's a, a little dangerous out there. <laughs> I'm just going to hang out at the park down here with all these other people. All the kids we in your neighborhood. We should be doing the show in masks, I think. Let's go take it the extra step, step the other direction. <laughs> Let's put on masks for this. That's the only, it's only right. We're, some would say we're role models. Who would say that? I mean, me. Okay. Well, if you say it, I believe it. I mean, that's a third of us. 33% of the podcast. All the kids in your neighborhood are away at summer camp. All but you. Oh, stinky. Your parents decided to take you on a family vacation instead to your grandparents' farm. Ugh. Wait, you want more reaction? Your Ooh. racist grandparents' farm. <laughs> it doesn't say that. It doesn't <laughs> say racist, does it? RL, touching a nerve. Implied. He's Canadian. He doesn't even know. Well, folks, it finally happened. For the first time in Amazon Book Club history, I have to issue a retraction and apology to RL Stein, who was not Canadian at all, but was born in Columbus, Ohio, and grew up in Ohio, and then went to Ohio State University. <sighs> so I do apologize. Fun fact about RL Stein. He has been referred to as the Stephen King of children's literature. And here's another fun fact. He is from Columbus, Ohio, and not Canada. And again, my most sincere apologies to R.L. Stein, the wonderful country of Canada, and Columbus, Ohio. He is? You know, that rocks my world. He does not look Canadian. <laughs> That's rude. So what does that even mean? It means exactly what it is. I'm not, I'm not backing down. He doesn't. You look at that man and tell him he's Canadian. He doesn't look like it. Do you, have you ever seen the, the TV show? Of Goosebumps? Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 I've seen it. So at the beginning of like the episodes, you'll be like, introduce the story. Yeah. He sounds Canadian as shit. I say he doesn't look Canadian. 
All right. I don't. I just don't. I don't know what that means. But okay. It, you know what? If you say it, I, I don't listen, know. I haven't met that many Canadians in real life, so I can't really. You know, refute to me, it what feels like an innate thing that you just know. When you see a Canadian, you know it. That's no, everybody writes it doesn't mean this is my sixth sense. This is practice for your COVID conspiracies because you got a good. You're working on. A... I established two minutes ago. I'm already off the deep end. You have a very promising future waiting for you at Infowars.com. Who does this offend? Saying I can recognize Canadians? I didn't say they were bad or ugly. They just look <laughs> Canadian. And Arnold don't. So I guess I'm off. My radar's off. <laughs> I'll admit it. I'll admit when I'm wrong. But it's the gut feeling I had that he was American. I thought he was from New Jersey. He looks like he's from New Jersey. Again, he's not Canadian, but in fact from Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. Shout out to Columbus, Ohio. But your mom and dad just got an urgent call to join a dig for dinosaur bones in Mongolia. They're leaving in the morning. We'll be away for a month, your mom says. Sorry, sweetie, but we'll have to send you to Camp Pendleton after all. Oh, I guess I'll live, you reply, hiding your grin. Oh, yeah. How do you hide your grin? (laughs) My coy little grin. <laughs> Pendleton's a sports camp. Is that a grin, boy? <laughs> Don't you grin around me. Oh, what a shame, mother. <laughs> Ooh-hoo. Oh, what a shame camp, indeed. I? <laughs> I'll say hi to Gordon Ramsay, mother. If I must go to camp, I must, mother. <laughs> I won't fight you, but I I don't like it. You love sports. You've wanted to go to Camp Pendleton since your Uncle Ed told you about it. <laughs> Uncle Ed. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm really fond of sports and I'd like to explore them at camp. Well, uncle, I just can't stop thinking about them sports. I watch all the sportsmen out there in the yard, tossing the ball. You know, when your body's moving and you're with other people and you're, mm-hmm. there's a goal and that's what I'm calling sports, uncle. Sometimes there's a stick or a glove and sometimes there's not that sports and I'd like more of it. Can I get an invite to camp? It's got the best equipment and the best coaches. You quickly call (laughs) Uncle Ed with the good news. He promises to take care of all the arrangements. Hey, he'll even drive you there. Phil Jackson's there. Coach K. (laughs) Tommy Lasorda is there. Bobby Knight. I heard Pele might make an appearance. Oh. Is that Joe Gibbs? Oh, Mark Jackson. All the best coaches. I don't even know if this is funny. Just to me, it's just what of what of all the sports? What did they get? Like there's 50 coaches there. I arm wrestled Bill Belichick. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we got a cricket coach here. We got a kid over here like cricket. Oh, yeah, me. I got Joey Chestnut there. (laughs) Uh, The next morning, Uncle Ed arrives. Your parents are rushing around getting ready to leave. They give you a little smoochy goodbye and remind you to be careful. Ah, don't worry about me, Mom. You reply, what could go wrong? Nothing, right? Turn to page two. All right. (laughs) You're dead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. My adventure is ended. I'm psyched, you announce as you slide into Uncle Ed's station wagon. (laughs) All right, you're going to have a great time, kid. Uncle Ed declares, your uncle usually doesn't talk much about himself. You aren't even sure what he does for a living. But you do know that he likes sports. Right on. Son, have I told you about sports? Because I like them. 
I just want to share my passion with you. There's sometimes a ball and you throw it or often kick it. I like that, Uncle Ed. Tell me more. I can't wait to meet all the coaches. I can't wait to meet Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> the ultimate coach. We got all the best coaches. This is a bunch of wax figures of Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> camp run for your life. You do know he likes sports. That's what you talk about on the way to Camp Pendleton. If you want to talk about boxing, go to page three. If hmm. you want to talk about... No, this, I'm making that up. That's not a... I was going to say boxing. That's what you talk about on the way to Camp Pendleton. Only it's taken forever to get there. It's out in the boonies. All the roads here look the same. You stop for a snack. Uncle Ed makes a quick phone call. When he starts the car again, he pulls out onto the road. Going in the wrong direction. Oh, my God. Really? Are you riffing again? I don't know who to trust anymore. I have eroded the confidence in our... <laughs> you have you broken system. the social contract of this uh, this podcast. I apologize. So are we, dri- are we driving the wrong way down the road right now? Uncle Ed, you say, I think you're going the wrong way. Now, nah, Uncle Ed says, I've got a great sense of direction. You spot an old man in front of a lone house in the woods. You, uh, pull over, Uncle Ed. Let's ask. Oh, sports camp, the old man frowned. <laughs> it's that way. I like sports, too. What's your favorite? Oh, me? I like them all. <laughs> you're looking for the sports camp? You're going to want to take a ride on Sports Road. It's right past all those eight stadiums. <laughs> the sports complex. Well, there's a camp about a mile away. He gives Uncle Ed instructions to get there. Uh, if you pass the gas station, you'll know you've gone too far. See, I told you I knew how, I knew where I was going, Uncle Ed says. A minute later, Uncle Ed turns down a dirt road. He pulls up to a military-looking gatehouse. The big sign says, Welcome to Camp Running Leaf. Huh? Hey, where's Camp Pendleton? You cry. Uncle Ed only shrugs. He doesn't seem very upset. What's Uncle Ed's story? He seems nefarious. Is he killing his own nephew? He's just hitting the bottle. (laughs) I got an appointment, kid. I got two doobies in my pocket, kid. You ain't slowing me down. Get the fuck out. A beefy guy with a crew cut, a white shirt, and a whistle around his neck approaches your car. Hey, I'm Coach Rex, he says. Are you a new camper? No, I'm looking for Camp Pendleton, you answer. Coach Rex clears his throat. Uh, well, this was Camp Pendleton, you see. A new owner just took over and changed the name to Running Leaf. So everything's okay, right? Well, we said goodbye to Uncle Ed. Hi. He shakes hands with Coach Rex. Hey, you worked this youngster hard, he orders. Oh, I'm a slave driver, Coach Rex answers with a chuckle. Oh, this is uncomfortable. (laughs) Uncle Ed peels out, clearly drunk, skids into the (laughs) the fucking gutter. Work him to death, Coach. (laughs) See you in a week. I don't want to see this kid again, Coach. (laughs) Coach Rex. Capiche? Huh? Say capiche, not not Ganesh. Sounds <laughs> yeah. so much alike. Well, anytime anybody says capiche, Ganesh is like, excuse me. <laughs> Pay me no mind. <laughs> you rang. Capiche. That's what happens when people say awesome to me. Ooh. Ambulance coming. That joke was too hot. <laughs> Coach Rex and Uncle Ed laugh like two old friends. I'm going to page four now. Oh, thank you for the update. Is there a choice? No. Okay. Coach Rex leads you to a cabin. He points out an empty bunk. And you drop your stuff on it. 
think you're a hotshot athlete? <laughs> he shouts. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm a novice. I just heard about sports not 10 minutes ago from my Uncle Ed. They sound cool. I like the, I like the looks of it. Surprised you stutter. No, um, I, 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 I just like sports. <laughs> Coach Rex barks. We don't put up with wimps around here. You don't look very strong. You thought you were in pretty good shape, but... <laughs> um, I- I'll actually kick your ass, Rex. (laughs) (laughs) You better shut the fuck up, dude. Let's arm wrestle. Coach Rex demands. Oh, my God. I pee my little pants. What's his problem? (laughs) Turn to page six to pull out your knife. (laughs) What's his problem? He seemed so friendly a minute ago. You sit on opposite sides of a table. Oh, they're really doing it. Coach Rex pins your arm in an instant. He looks disappointed. Kid, you don't have what it takes. (laughs) Sir, you're an adult army man. (laughs) <laughs> I am but a sweet boy just trying to learn about sports. You don't have what it takes, but you will. And soon. It sounds more like a threat than a promise. Suddenly, Coach Rex brightens. Well, the first thing you do is you take, uh, you choose one of two events to take part in. One event is an overnight hike and fossil hunt in the woods mm. around the camp. That seems like a paleontologist's nightmare. That's first not possible. Not a sport. Fossil hunting. All right. First sport of the the event is fossil hunt. (laughs) We'll move on to soccer next week. And then in the 90s, it feels like that was like the last time where like archaeologists were like super hip. You know, everyone was digging stuff up. The last time I think it was the only time. (laughs) Jurassic Park time. Also, are we talking archaeologists or paleontologists? (laughs) Are they different? I guess they are different. I, I believe fossils not to be a dick. Yeah, they're really fucking different, dude. Paleontologists <laughs> dig up dinosaurs, and archaeologists dig up little artifacts like pots and pans. One sounds way cooler to me. This pot is from 1974. <laughs> <and> my, <laughs> my grandma buried it in the, the backyard. <laughs> You've discovered an artifact. It is a 1986 Cuisinart. I found a jello mold from the 60s. <laughs> This one was buried deep inside <laughs> my refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, paleontologists. Yeah, I mean, it's cool, but also how feasible is that as a job? I never even that just seems like being a superhero or something. At some point, you got to have dug them all up. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. What? <laughs> Imagine, I'm going to be a paleontologist. and My goal is to dig every last one up. There's not going to be anything left when I'm done with it. All right, so the first thing is that fossil hunt, and just keep in mind that your parents are indeed archaeologists, so you might have a little bit of experience there. Oh, they are? Yeah, they went on a hunt or a fossil dig in Mongolia or some shit. You're so right. (laughs) They went on an adult fossil hunt (laughs) because it's their job. We used to be youth fossil hunters back in the Canadian Fossil Hunting League, and now we've graduated to the pros. Um, Yeah, I remember that. Man. How sad for an accomplished archaeologist to have a drunk piece of shit brother like Uncle Ed. You love camping out. That sounds cool. Well, the the other event is called The Selection. It's a series of athletic events. The winner gets a special prize. So, what are you going to choose? You want to go to the hike or you want to go to The Selection? Whatever that is. I mean, hmm. I came here for sports. So, <laughs> so... Again, which do you choose? <laughs> the, the selection. Let's do it. It doesn't sound okay. 
terrible or scary at all, does it? No, being selected is a positive experience. Uh, are we doing music? Why not? Let's do it right here. Doing what are you what are you talking about? Drunk music. This is an episode of a podcast, my friend. All right, yeah, yeah, fine. Let's take a quick break and come back. Thanks, <laughs> sir. We're a fine oiled machine. Well, this isn't the 25% mark, but it is some undetermined page of the book. And he's, where are we going? We're going to the selection. Well, you guys decided you wanted to run the gauntlet or whatever the fuck this is. It's called the selection. Yeah, the selection. Yeah. I'll do the selection, you tell Coach Rex. It's like the sorting hat in Harry Potter, except this one's probably uh, worse. It's actually probably closer to the Goblet of Fire if we're getting in the weeds on Harry Potter. But. What? What? Oh, oh! Is that where? Is that the little competition they have? Uh huh. I was thinking selection was like you get put on a team, but if it's a competition, you're right. Who's going to be the Cedric Diggory? You think? Us. Coach Rex smiles. Good. Maybe you'll go far after all, and I mean, <laughs> far. <laughs> I just gotta say, I don't want to be the kind of person that talks about Harry Potter. <laughs> forget we forget we said all that. I disavow that. Okay. He starts <laughs> chuckling as if he's made a big joke. You laugh politely. Now the coach gets serious. The selection is tough. If you're going to win, you need strength. And that means a big breakfast. Come on down to the channel. Yeah. Hell yeah. We, we picked the, re- the rest of this Choose Your Own Adventure is just like you picking ingredients for your breakfast meal. Man, we hit the jackpot. <laughs> Holy shit. Do you want sausage patty or sausage links? Turn to page six. <laughs> links every time. <laughs> yeah, dude. Of yeah, course. You got to go links. If you're going patty. I don't want to know you. I want, hey, I won't not take a patty. I'll take a patty with links in between, like a sausage <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> I'll take two patties and a link so I can make a dick on my plate. Wow. I have a. Uh, <laughs> no, never mind. Let's, yeah, yeah. Let's, I'll leave it there. You're ex- ex- you expanding a, on that idea was not the right move. Yeah, yeah you have a yeah, sick yeah, mind. Yeah. But, I was about to double down on it, but uh, we don't want that. We'll have to cancel you. You hear that? I hope, That's canceled. I hope, you hear the sound Cancel. <laughs> I hope they have fresh squeezed OJ. They better. What kind of breakfast does it? You'd be surprised. I hope this isn't. I hope this isn't a continental breakfast. Bullshit. What's yo? <laughs> what's wrong with a continental breakfast? Ninety nine percent of continental breakfasts are awful. Do you think that they're good? The trick is go for the English muffin always. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll eat a lot at a continental breakfast, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not gonna like it. The best part about a continental breakfast is you don't have to pay for How it. How much honeydew melon do you need in your life? <laughs> Not me. I don't want any melon. That's a good call out. Total honeydew central. The only part I don't really enjoy about the continental breakfast is I don't like going somewhere where people know how much cream cheese I put in my bagel. Oh, I'm proud of that. I got more cream cheese than bagel. <laughs> yeah, me too. But you know what? <laughs> I feel like the only, if you do that up here in New York, people would be like, oh, that's normal. That's like Here's a, the, well, I that's agree a with bodega that. bagel. This place is cream cheese rich, but <laughs> I will say, here's how you do it. This is my secret. 
You get a half. You take your bagel, your two halves. Yeah. You put a, a just. You think put enough cream cheese on there for two bagels, and then double that. Exactly. Put as, put as much. Cream, but then here's what you do: uh-huh. take it head and half and put it in a sandwich. Then nobody can really tell how much is in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can you can safely move your bagel concoction wherever you need to go to eat it, and then you just take it apart, take a little bite. Boom. Nobody can tell. Who's looking at your stuff? Everybody. <laughs> You don't judge. You don't look and judge. <laughs> I'm looking at everybody's brunch. It, the worst is when they, if they have the individual cream cheese containers and they're so small, I, I have to use at least, at least two for one half. So I'm yeah. grabbing like six of those and going back to my table. My That's wife fine. thinks half of those are for her. They're not. They're all for me. <laughs> and people, I, yeah, if people see six empty cream cheese containers on your on your table and you have one bagel yeah i feel like you'll probably get some looks i mean listen man i've drank creamers you gotta have no shame <laughs> okay. at the table right. at that's, that's a bridge too far even for me dude uh-uh we're going buck wild at the continental breakfast is what i'm saying i guess i always go for the jelly just <laughs> just the jelly nothing just else jelly? huh no, like jelly that. on an english muffin <laughs> yeah i guess i just go for the jelly <laughs> just shame of handfuls of jelly <laughs> Little red spot around his mouth. I got the jelly. <laughs> so you put you're going jelly on the English muffin. You're saying, yeah. What kind? Grape, strawberry. Depends. Depends on the morning. Peach. No, never peach. Sorry. Okay. All right. Depends on the morning. All right. I like it. Non-committal. Anyway, don't care for a continental uh, <laughs> breakfast. I'll, I'll do a breakfast buffet any day. Oh, for of course. And this might be what that is. That, that this might be that. <laughs> That's true. We have it. You think they've got a big? I mean, this Gordon Ramsay could be here. We don't know yet. Have you ever watched him um, cook the perfect scrambled eggs on YouTube? Every day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, no joke. Yes, I've seen that. Slow and low, and you move them off the heat uh, constantly. Yeah, that's right. I put a little mayonnaise on my my scrambled eggs. Oh no 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 no! Yeah 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 yeah. Kanish, what do you do? What do you do to your scrambled eggs? Are we getting too off base here? I put a little bit of milk and cheese in it. I've tried mayonnaise before. It didn't. It didn't do much for me. I prefer the milk and cheese. Well, I put cheese in there too. Don't get me wrong. There's room for more. But yeah, I put mayonnaise. I guess I could do milk. About like a uh, half and half. Do you substitute mayonnaise for milk in all your recipes? Yeah, cereal, <laughs> coffee. It's <laughs> a big bowl of Lucky Charms and the uh, the Hellmans. That's the morning for me. Tuesday morning. Okay, well, are we going to breakfast? Yeah, what's going we're, on? we're we got, yeah, what, psyched up what's now. What's on the uh, docket? Sorry, yeah, we got all amped up on fucking bacon, breakfast. I want bacon and eggs. Let's hear it. The coach takes you to a big cafeteria where the other kids are eating breakfast. Everyone stares at you when you walk in. Then they go back <laughs> to breakfast. How much cream cheese will he have? <laughs> Each kid has a big pile of eggs. Hard-boiled. <laughs> they quietly scarf down their food. No one's talking much. You notice a mountain bike in a glass case on the wall. It's top of the line. And he knows this kid knows his bikes for sure. Yeah. He likes sports and bikes. Respect. You think it's a Schwinn? <laughs> yeah. And it's brand new. Sunlight gleams on its blue carbon fiber frame. Hmm. Wow. How can you tell if it's brand new? It's in a case on the wall. Glass. Glass case. That, that must be. <laughs> yeah, <a> but. <laughs> I'm saying you don't go to the museum and see something in the glass case and go, "Ah, it's brand oh, new." It's brand new. Well, it's obviously not because it's in a museum. Honestly, I can't argue with your logic. So <laughs> that must be the special prize for winning the selection. You think? Cool. Now you really want to win. 
All right, we're just going to hop ahead to page 40. Whoa. All right. You get your pile of eggs topped by toast. Okay. I'm sorry. A pile of scrambled eggs topped with toast. Uh, It doesn't specify how the eggs are prepared. So scrambled. That's the only (laughs) that's the only acceptable way with a piece of toast on top. I got a pile of omelets. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take a 40 egg omelet, chef. (laughs) And put a nice little piece of weed on top. As you search for an empty seat, you see someone you know from home. Hey, Pat! You exclaim. You sit down next to a thin, fast-talking kid. Let's hear it. He lives a few blocks down from you. You're glad to see a familiar face. Hi! Pat answers. (laughs) Oh, God. That was the fastest way to say hi, so props. Yeah. I just got here a couple days ago. Most of the kids have already been here a few weeks. (laughs) He hasn't touched his eggs. Slow down, Pat. He tells you, I'm not hungry. You notice... I just snorted three lines of Adderall. (laughs) You notice he looks a little uh, sick. He's pale. And his eyes have dark circles under him. (laughs) That's Pat. (laughs) I'm starved, you announce. You plunge your fork into your eggs and lift it up to your mouth. Your hand suddenly freezes. Whoa! The egg yolks are blue? Wait, okay, so that's not scrambled? What is he, just eating forks full of, like... Over easy eggs. Dang. And the yolks are blue. And they're blue yolks. Seems like something you notice when the plate is handed to you. Unless they really are hard boiled and he's cracking them open. <laughs> In which case, sometimes the yolks do look blue. They, they do change color. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a normal hard boiled egg, kid. Sounds like an overcooked egg to me. Yeah. Your mouth snaps shut. Hey, what's with the blue eggs? You demand. I laid them, yo, friends. <laughs> now eat. Just then, a voice comes over the loudspeaker. It's Coach Rex. Eat up, campers. The selection is coming, <laughs> and your eggs are packed with the protein you need. You ask. That's why they're blue, by the way. <laughs> you ask Pat. Hey, are you going to eat your eggs? He shakes his head. No way, man. No way. Picks up a piece of toast and nibbles on it. You eye your eggs. You don't normally eat blue food. Well, except blue M&Ms, of course. Who doesn't oh, eat blue M&Ms? Am I right? <laughs> Is that the one with the, the color dye that makes you impotent? <laughs> but you don't want to act different from everyone else, especially on your first day. Blue eggs. Should you eat them? Or do you get rid of them? <laughs> oh, it's up to or us. should I use them to start a food fight? Um, oh, fuck. You ready to cause a ruckus? Uh, it's our first day. That's a sure way to get yourself killed, buddy. I don't know. Uh, uh-uh, I think if we start a food fight. Rex will respect us. I think maybe we can take out some of the competition in this food fight. That's true. Tear some ACLs, you know? <laughs> Hey, go deep. All right. I heard about this. Something called sports. So if you want to eat the eggs, we're going to go to 64. I don't want to eat these. Uh, right. No, I'm not eating Well, them. then you can hide them in your napkin. What am I, some kind of sucker in my napkin? No. No. That's page 94. Or no. No, 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 no. Do you want to throw them at the kid across the table from you? It's not sweet little, our friend. What's his name? Pat. Pete? Pat. <laughs> Pat. Come on. I can't, I can't hit Pat. It's another kid. It confirmed. It's just some other kid, I think. Oh, let's hit him. Fuck him. Yeah, let's do it. Let's start this food fight. Throw him the fastball, baby. Some high cheese. Food fight! You bellow. Nice. You stand up and fling a handful of blue eggs at the kid across the table. Oh, it starts burning his skin like acid. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My face! My beautiful face! 
It was the most handsome kid at the camp. Pat flips his toast like a frisbee at another kid. You both laugh. <laughs> Pat was ready, dude. <laughs> All he needed was the word go. We have an ally in Pat. Without warning. Hey, Pat's him. on performance enhancers, man. He's about to wreck these, these other kids. Hey, if you get in his good races, maybe he'll share his Adderall with you. That's right. Then who's going to be the best at sports? Us. Pat flips his toast like a frisbee at another kid. You both laugh. Without warning, a big hand grabs you by the collar. Oh my god, it's Coach Rex. Party pooper. Veins bulge in his forehead. Come with me, he growls. I've been selected. Coach Rex <laughs> takes you from the cafeteria to his office. So, you're messing with the eggs. <laughs> Hell yeah, Rex. These are my eggs. Throwing around vital nourishment. No. I was just having fun. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's us. You blink. You can almost see steam coming from Coach Rex's ears. Let me show you something, he says. I think you'll find it very interesting. You see this scar? I got this from having fun. All right. What can be more interesting than blue eggs? Turn to page 15. Okay. No choice, I suppose. Coach Rex points to a large ant farm on his desk. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. You don't like it? <laughs> it's all right. I've seen it. Pasted on it is a handwritten label. It says Camp Farm. Just in case he forgot which ant farm he was looking at. <laughs> yeah. This is my camp farm. My home farm's at home. Coach Rex lovingly pats his ant farm and waves at the little occupants. See the ants doing their job? They don't talk back. And they don't have food fights. You nod your head numbly. This camp is like the ant farm. You see, the campers are the ants. Do I make myself clear? Can we turn to a page to say no? You think uh, Earth to Coach Rex, kids aren't ants. But out loud, you say crystal clear, Coach Rex. I'm sorry, but you're not selection material, Coach Rex declares. Uh, can I still do the fossil hunt? <laughs> I gotta do something. But we'll see how you do as a team player. Oh, man, it's only your first day at Camp Running Leaf, and you've already been axed from the selection. What a bummer. You leave Coach Rex gazing at his ant farm and slink back to the cafeteria. Weird shit. <laughs> I'm gonna call my mom. Can we do that? Get Uncle Ed on the phone. No, your mom's in Mongolia. All right, Uncle Ed, take me home. As you slide back into your seat at the cafeteria, you notice Pat's lips are covered in a blue egg. <laughs> I thought you weren't going to eat your eggs, you say. Here's a napkin, you slob. Pat shrugs. Eh, what are the coaches made me? They're pretty good. He smiles weakly. His eyes look a little glazed. <laughs> it's, nothing says ready for sports. Like a weak smile and a distant glazed eye. <laughs> it's coming down a little bit. Another camper. It's kind of, it kind of sounds like Jeff Van Gundy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just picture Jeff a... Van Gundy, but like four feet tall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pictured. I got it. Kind of looks like R.L. Stein. Decidedly not Canadian. Another camper, Charlie, comes over. He's about your height, but he's very uh, muscular. <laughs> he's strong as hell, dude. Come to think of it, all the campers look pretty fucking strong, man. But hey, that's a sports camp. <laughs> In a monotone, Charlie says, I loved food fights at school, but he scratches his head as if trying to remember something. We must eat our eggs not throw them i'm always saying that <laughs> no you're pro throw yeah into my mouth yeah you like you could play you play i'm a food player another camper shuffles over yeah 
We're supposed to follow the rules. You roll your eyes. What's wrong with these kids? Haven't they ever heard of having a little fun? You're beginning to think this place is like an ant farm. Everyone acts like they're in the army. It's starting to make sense. I like the kind of explicitly anti-military message of this book. <laughs> RL. You're not sure you can hack this place. Maybe you should pretend to be sick and call up Uncle Ed to pick you up. Yes. Thank God. Finally, some somebody's thinking straight. Then we can go down to Reno with Uncle Ed. Yeah, let's gamble, Uncle Ed. What if Uncle Ed thinks you're a wimp? Uncle Ed, introduce me to your girlfriends. <laughs> Maybe you should just stick it out. If you pretend to be sick, turn to page 79. If we stick it out, we're going to go to 58. I mean, it is kind of weak to call out sick from a book. Yeah. So I feel yeah. like we should just stick it out, right? Let's stick it out. Imagine if that was an option in every book. Do you want to just stop having the story now? <laughs> Do you want to leave? <laughs> I like that it's an option, uh, but no, let's stick it out. Let's cause a ruckus. I always have the option to not read a book, and I often take it. So, you ask Pat, pretending everything is normal, what's the first sport of the day? Baseball, he answers in a dull voice. Finally, a real sport. Pat was always a little dull, you think, but now he's real drippy. <laughs> Baseball, that's not a sport. What about Fossil hunting. You follow Maddo to the to the baseball diamond. Coach chooses upsides. You play shortstop. Hey, not too shabby. Yeah. You ask the players to talk it up in the infield. No one does. You ask them to talk it up in the dugout. What is that? Silence. <laughs> you know how you're playing baseball and everybody's just having a conversation around the infield. <laughs> What's your favorite sticker? <laughs> you doing anything this weekend? Want to trade pogs? Got a slammer? Everyone is hitting the ball hard and playing well, but is anyone out here having fun? Criminal. Amen. You got Story of my life. Just gotta look around, smell the air, and say, man, can't everyone just have a little fun? I agree. Yeah. Same for me. I look around, everybody else is working hard and succeeding. And I'm just like, where's the fun? Is there an option to go pick up some brewskis to bring back to this camp? Yeah, we get drunk. <laughs> Finally, you're at bat. <laughs> terrifying laugh. You pop a weak one out at second. The next batter drones. Coach told me to hit a homer. Must hit a homer. <laughs> Great coach. Hey, get out there and hit a homer. <laughs> ah, okay. Whoa. She knocks the first pitch right over the fence. I'm not going to lie. So far, it sounds like Rex is running a pretty great camp. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> these kids are playing great. These kids are cranking homers. Next time around, uh, the batter before you singles, the coach tells you to lay out a sack bunt, but you get a fast pitch. Should you follow orders or would you rather swing for the fences? Oh, man, this is cool. If you want to swing your hardest, go to page 138. <laughs> but if you want to bunt, go to page 27. Hey, I mean, if the bunt scores a run. Yeah, I'm honestly leaning bunt. I'm a small ball guy. Yeah, I want to get this run in. We're playing team ball. This isn't there's no eye in team. You ever talk to Coach? He says it all the time. Yeah, but we could hit a real fat dong out into the bleachers. No, nah, but we could also pop. We could pop out to the outfield, and then you look like a, a, a fool. I'm. I, I want a bunt. A bunt. All right. Ganesh was definitely leaning. Swing as hard as you can, because that is the Ganesh answer. But I'm a swing as hard as you can kind of guy. <laughs> That's all it says on Ganesh's resume. <laughs> I got six words for you. Swing as hard as you can. Swing for the fences every fucking time, dude. Ganesh Sarma, written in pen. Uh, yeah, you do. 
Alright, well, you want to move that runner down to second, you see? So you drop down a good sack bunt. Hell yeah. Hey! Fundamentals. Way to go! Cheers to coach. Alright. Props. Nice. You smile. Then you hear him say, You must be eating your eggs. Be sure to eat them three times a day. Alright, buddy. Sure, coach. Sure I will. Sure I won't just start another food fight. <laughs> what if every meal you have that option? <laughs> every meal just takes you back to that same page. What's the story, you wonder? Why are the coaches pushing these fucking eggs on every camper? <laughs> it is a proper inner monologue. Way to go. Oh, foul mouth. Thanks for spicing it up. He could use some discipline. I think he should listen to the Rex. Over the loudspeaker, the bugle sounds. Like clockwork, all the kids drop their balls and gloves and march to the cafeteria. Didn't we just eat? Time. <laughs> Time for more eggs, kids. We played like two innings. We're back, back to eggs. <laughs> it's the second inning stretch. Everybody, get your eggs in. Well, we eat eggs in the middle of the second, fourth, sixth. Keeps it's like a Gatorade. Electrolytes. The lunch menu: blue omelet sandwiches. <laughs> hey, if it's on a sandwich, maybe it's not so bad. Don't knock it till you tried it. Yeah, got a little goat cheese, some honey. <laughs> it's delicious. Artisan. This time, you just hide yours in your napkin. Pat gobbles his down. There goes that bugle again. <laughs> uh, just like a bugle does. <laughs> Jazzy little number on that bugle. Everyone jumps up and runs back out to the fields. Come on, calls Pat. You must be late for an activity. You stare at Pat, puzzled. When did he turn into such a stickler for the rules? One minute he was normal, then... Wait. No. No, no, no. It can't be those blue eggs. Oh, no. What? No. Did he change after eating the eggs? Nah. I'm skeptical. They sound like normal eggs to me. In fact, I'm ready to eat more. Can I jump to a page where I eat <laughs> eggs? Anyway, enough worrying about Pat. You decide to go check out the soccer game. When you reach, hit the concession stand, grab a blue egg milkshake, and uh, <laughs> hit the bleachers. This is sports camp. You can just wander from sport to sport just watching. I guess it makes sense now that I realize this whole camp is just uh, an effort to force you to eat eggs. It's right next door to like a chicken farm. Yeah. And that chicken farm's next to a blue dye factory. <laughs> That's the best case scenario here. It's a lot of runoff. It's harmless. It'll just make you impotent like those M&Ms. Is that real? Yeah. One blue M&M takes 10 years off of your libido. Oh, God. But 10 red M&Ms gives you an erection immediately. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's math. What about Skittles? Skittles? Mm -hmm. They don't do anything down there. Okay. <laughs> That's brain food. I read that and when they were making the Matrix, they didn't want to use pills. They wanted to use a blue and a red M&M. But uh, the Wachowskis thought that would be a little tasteless. Is that a real story or a fake one? When you reach the field, one of the goalies is holding a hand over his swollen purple nose. It looks broken to you. Can you spread that in 2008 on cracked.com? <laughs> Fun fact, 25% of the stuff Ganesh says on this podcast is read verbatim from cracked.com. <laughs> it's my only news source. <laughs> he calls it his cheat sheet. All right, what are we doing here? I need to... Hell, this, guy, this kid's nose is broken, all right? Ah, fuck. Put some eggs on it. Go to the nurse, Antoine. His teammate yelled at him. You can't play anymore. 
I don't want to leave my goal area. <laughs> Anton cries in a plugged up voice. Damn. Well, inside baseball. That's what, the, that's what soccer players call it. And I'm not going to the nurse. No one comes back from the infirmary. Whoa. Pretty bleak. We should have called Uncle Ed. Your eyes widen. Is Antoine serious? A tall girl grabs you. You can play goalie, can't you? Well, I haven't had my eggs. <laughs> well, what do you want to do? Do you want to replace Antoine as the goalie, or you could volunteer to play forward instead? You know um, what? I played goalie, and it's not that hard. It would be kind of stupid to be like, well, I don't want to play goalie, but I'll play forward. They need a goalie. I say we should play goalie. We're a team player. Do we need to put more music or are we just going? Fuck it. Why am I even saying that? We're going, dude. No more breaks? We're just going till the end? I don't give a Let's fuck. Let's do it. Yeah. It's <laughs> for you, RL. All right. So we're all decided. We're all, we're going to be a goalie. Yeah. yeah. I take because the tall girl asks us to be goalie. Yeah. I want to date her. <laughs> <laughs> I have to impress the tall girl. Yeah. I'll guard the goal for a while. You tell Antoine. Very casual. I guess I could hang out by the goal for a little bit. I'll handle it. Don't worry about the goal. Hey, if anything comes over here, yeah, I'll kick it out of the way. But, you know, I got locked down. No worries. I got other, I got some other stuff going on, but I think I could hang out here for a little bit. Antoine glares at you and stalks away. The soccer game starts again. The powerful players kick rockets. Holy shit. <laughs> That's a great sentence. Can I go to sentence? <laughs> yeah. The powerful players kick rockets. Just a beautiful prose. You hope your defense keeps the ball away from you, but they don't. Oh, oh, shit. Powerful players are bearing down, ready to kick rockets at my face. A kid from the other team breaks free and takes a shot. A boom. Put it in the hoop like slam. Bam. No way are you going to try to stop that. Nah, let it go. Let's just score more than them. <laughs> oh, sorry. I missed that one. <laughs> sorry. I have a little action on the over of this game. <laughs> you dive out of the way of the speeding ball. Tears the net in half. Oh, my God. I don't want to hear any teammates complaining. All right. I'm just here to have yeah. fun, and that's fun to jump out of the way of a ball. This kid tore a hole through the net with his kick. Now that's going to impress the tall girl. Damn it. We should have blocked that ball. All I know is this sounds like good news for the U.S. men's national team. we got a, <laughs> some bruisers coming up here. Finally. It'd be the Canadian national team. Uh, <laughs> do Arnold Stein's books take place in Canada? No, they take place wherever your heart wants. Yeah, America. <laughs> that's what my heart wants. I don't even like America. Fuck it. Let's go to Canada and become R.L. Steins. All right. That's what I've been saying. We're probably going to have to go there anyway as, re as refugees. They're not letting us in. R.L.'s going to vouch for us because we've done his books such a, a service by reading them out loud. <laughs> oh, these, these three boys, they really took care of my material. They did a bang up job. <laughs> if there's anything I would describe us as, it is not respectful of the source material <laughs> of any of these books. Apologies, We're pretty Arnold. respectful of the Stein. We've done a couple of these, right? He's my lord and savior. I said he didn't look Canadian, so I'm probably not getting in. I texted him that he does, so he's good. Or <laughs> I just want you to know. And I was in his fan club for many years as a child, so I have a little bit of charity saved up from back then. Yeah. Sounds like we got a Selena situation on our hands. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He's a little too obsessed. The soccer coach, Goodrich, comes running over. Your job is to stop the ball. Even if it kills you. <laughs> Death by soccer kick? No way. Nah, dude, I'm out. 
I'm walking. You glance around. Whoa, no one is laughing. <laughs> All right, you promise. I'll... I'm like so funny. <laughs> What's the problem, guys? Is this is a soccer field or an oil painting. <laughs> Where's the laughs, folks? Lighten up. I'll stop the next <laughs> shot. Don't you worry about a thing. But you don't stop the next one or the one after that. <laughs> Some of them shots whiz by so fast, you never even see them. This is how I played goalie. Everyone scored on me. I didn't really give a big effort. So this book is kind of reflecting your actual experience. Yeah, who cares? That's kind of what I thought. Yeah, not a sports guy. Playing them anyway. Because I was like, you know what? It's Saturday. I already watched Pepper Ann and Recess. (laughs) I'm good. That was also my point of view. It's like, I went to school all week. Now I got to do this extracurricular thing on the weekend. I'm going to give this 10% at best. (laughs) That's still how I operate. On the weekends, I am uh, doing poorly on purpose. (laughs) DPOP. They call me Depop for a reason. Finally, Coach Goodrich tosses you out of the game and calls back Antoine. You slink back to your bunk. So, well, maybe you're just not quite ready for the World Cup. I don't know if I'm cut out for sports. All right, we're going to go to page 91. The bugle sounds for dinner, but you ignore it. You have a pretty uh, good idea what they're serving. <laughs> Let's hear that jazzy little bugle again. It's dinner time. I love that this character is just like, nah, fuck the eggs. Just not go. The whole time it's like, I don't think I like these eggs. Instead, you lie in your bunk thinking, why are the eggs blue? They're serving fucking eggs again. Why are the eggs blue? And why is it so important that the campers eat them? Pat returns from dinner. Hey, you missed great eggs, Benedict, he drones. You should eat them like everyone else. Pat, I'm getting a little sick of eggs. Your stomach growls. I wasn't hungry, you lie. A few other campers straggle into the cabin. You introduce yourself. They barely look at you. <laughs> Our character's just starving himself to death and we have no say in it. I guess we could have eaten the eggs earlier and they said no. You could probably go sneak some toast or some bread. Yeah, that, that's actually a very good point. I gave us toast. And instead, I started a food fight with it. <laughs> hey, I like to have fun. To break the ice, you say, hey, Coach Rex acts like this is a boot camp, not a sports camp. Am I right, guys? <laughs> a kid named. What did you say? <laughs> what the fuck did you say about Rex? You get Coach Rex's name out of your mouth. <laughs> Don't put down our master coach. He should be respected and obeyed. Pat adds, hey, man, don't make any waves. Just uh, get with the program. <laughs> Oh, Pat still sounds pretty cool. Maybe it ain't so bad serving Coach Rex. Man, they sound like friggin' robots or something. <sighs> the bugle sounds again. This time it's playing taps. Lights out. No one laughs or tells stories. They play taps at lights out. Is that how it usually works? Oh, Isn't yeah. That they play when you die. It's like a funeral song, right? <laughs> they play it after <laughs> dinner to signify. All right. Bye now. <laughs> I know. Goodbye. We're out of eggs. You sounded just like the AOL goodbye right there. Thanks. I've been working on it. Can we hear that? Like, can we get a comparison? Goodbye. Perfect. Remember, you've got mail. Not the movie, but just the noise of somebody saying you've that. You've got mail. Why, my friend, I remember both. <laughs> that movie's pretty damn good. It's honestly pretty crazy that such a good movie is named after such a dated reference that almost nobody <laughs> would understand. <laughs> you've got mail. What the fuck does that even mean? If you weren't alive in that very short 
three year window where that was even popular. It's like 10 years. You've got me, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Was well, well, AOL was what, like 95 to like 2000 ish? Yeah, but people still used it up till people still use it. AOL still exists. I think AOL uh, stopped being a service provider in like 2000, like around broadband. Remember the modem sound? Oh, I loved it. Loved it. Can we get rid of our theme song and make the modem sound our our theme song? No, Um, that'd be disrespectful. Let's get rid of us talking and make that (laughs) the modem sound. You guys are welcome to play the modem sound at my funeral. Just saying. Just saying. Connecting to hell. Yeah. (laughs) Download complete. (laughs) I'm going to be uploaded to heaven. I'll be down there with you. Our sweet boy. <laughs> Our sweet boy in hell. The Amazon book club novel. <laughs> That's going to be when we finally write a book. It's going to be about us dying and going to hell. And then it turns out it's just oh, we do this podcast again for eternity. I like it. Don't spoil all of it right now. It'll be a choose your own adventure. There's going to be a lot of blue eggs. You lie on the bunk thinking about your first day at camp. At first, you only hear your bunkmate snoring. Then you hear your voice. It's a voice you know well. It's Coach Rex. He's talking to another coach as they make rounds of the cabins. And what they're saying makes your blood run cold. These eggs are rotten. <laughs> These boys are going to die. <laughs> uh, uh, That's a pretty good crop of specimen. Rex is saying, is the transporter ready? Asks another as soon as we fix the wormhole lens unit, Coach Rex answers. Specimens, transporter, uh-huh. wormhole lens unit. What? I've got a lot to learn about sports. What are they even talking about? <laughs> Turn to page 40 to hop out of bed and say, oh, what's going on? You strain your ears to hear more. Mm, I heard one of the specimens gave you some trouble this morning. Another coach says, started a food fight. Yep. Kid wouldn't eat the fucking eggs, man. (laughs) Uh, But the rest, the rest are chowing down on them three times a day. Yep. Getting stronger and more obedient. They better be, or the masters on Zentron are going to rearrange our organs. No. Um, say what? So these guys are humans trying to sell some kids. To some guys on Zentron, so their organs don't get all messed up. So they're trafficking kids to Zentron. These are human traffickers. Oh boy! And honestly, I think Uncle Ed seems like he knew something about it. Yeah, he's suspect for sure. I don't like this. This is high stakes. We got to start another food fight. Wake these sheep up. I will solve this with more food fights. Ouch! Coach Rex exclaims, "I hate it when that happens." Are you dreaming this? You pinch yourself. Yeah, that hurt. You start to panic because this definitely is no dream. I don't like the sounds of this. This doesn't sound like sports. Well, you still don't really know what the coaches are talking about. You only know it's something bad, uh, real bad. You got to get away, but you can't just leave yet. Rex and the other coach are still chatting outside. You close your eyes and wait for your chance. Will it ever come? Well, that depends on what you did today. If we played goalie, we're going to turn to page 99. That's what we did. Wait, what? I've never heard this in a Choose Your Adventure. Mm-hmm. I now have to remember what I did before and reference it in my choice. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
Your actions have consequences, my friend. I've never experienced that in my life, so this is new to me. Well, it's a good thing you played goalie, because you say you saved your energy, and now you're able to stay awake. Oh, nice. fuck yeah. Is this also because we bunted? We didn't use all our energy hitting big fat homers. We basically didn't do shit. We didn't do anything today except for start that food fight. I've always been saying doing nothing pays off in the end. That's the real message. Mm-hmm. You want to do as little as possible because you never know when you need to save your energy for something like this. It's gotten me this far in life. Rex and the other coach finally move on. You quietly dress and creep out of the cabin. Your plan is to find a phone and call Uncle Ed for help. After a few minutes of searching, you realize the truth. There are no phones at Camp Running Leaf. Bummer, but also like, why would you trust the phone there? The whole infrastructure is compromised to human traffickers. You get a run. Yeah. Run out into the street and look for an oncoming car. That's what every horror movie teaches you to do. And then the guy in the car kills you too, but whatever, at least he got out. Yeah, it's just, yeah, he's gonna kill you. Then you die with dignity. Well, it makes sense in a horrifying way. They don't want anyone to contact the outside world. Then, in the distance, you hear Coach Rex's voice on the loudspeaker. Alert! Alert! We got extra eggs down at the cafeteria. Come and get them, kids. Alert! You listen more closely. Now you hear what sounds like a hundred people marching together. Oh, shit. And the marching feet are coming your way. Oh, we got to bounce. Desperately, you try to think of a way out. That's when you remember the old man down the road, the one who gave you the directions to the camp. Well, he might let you use his phone. This guy's the fucking ringleader. He told you to go there. That's true. I don't trust anybody. And if I see Uncle Ed, I'm slitting his fucking throat because he dropped me off here. (laughs) The only problem is it's the middle of the night. Can you convince him to let you in? You snap your fingers as you remember something else. The old man said there was a gas station near the camp. A gas station will probably have a payphone. Now we're talking. You dash up the driveway, leading out of the camp, out to the main road. Not a lot of security. None of these other kids are like, what's up with this? They're the ones marching after you. I know, but I just mean like, up until now, I'm the only kid that's like, I don't want to eat these blue eggs. They're dumb kids. Oh, they got hungry, didn't they? Damn, I wonder what would happen if we ate them. Anyway, we'll never know. Uh, uh, Now you have to decide, should you go right to the service station or left to the old man's house? Which way do you turn? We're going right. Fuck that old man. So we're going to the service station where you don't want help from the old man. Yeah. I mean, Shane, what do you think? I think that's the right play, but we'll see. I don't trust that old man. I don't trust him. He told us to go here. He is perhaps the brains behind the entire operation. He might be the, the alien. Yeah. You cut right on the road, making for the service station. In the distance, you hear the sounds of the camper searching for you. But actually, now that I think about it, the old man told us about the service station. What if he was lying? Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. All right, let's go. We're running towards the so-called service station. You hear Coach Rex screaming. Oh, my God. If Coach Rex gets hold of you, well, you'll you'll end up in the infirmary. The place of no return. I just said I like sports, buddy. (laughs) Declare my allegiance. Oh, thank God. There's the gas station and a payphone. You search your pockets for a quarter. You can't find one. Well, that's okay. Uh, call, collect, call Collect, you fucking idiot. You can call Collect. <laughs> Does it say that? Yep. Oh, <laughs> this rules. So 90s. All right. Yeah, let's call Collect, bitch. Uncle Ed answers the phone groggily. What? He oh, mumbles. When you relate the story, he sounds disbelieving. I mean it, Uncle Ed. Camp Running Leaf. Ha! It should be called... 
camp, run for your life. <laughs> no time for jokes. Am I, am I right, you. Uncle? Hey, likes to have fun. <laughs> what can I say? All right, all right, I'll come get you. Uncle, I promises. Just wait out in front of the gas station. Well, that's prime spot for these people to look for me. I just got to okay. close out my tab. I knew it. It's going to careen into a fucking tree. As soon as you hang up the phone, you hide in the back of the station. The searchers are coming closer. Peek around the corner, you see them. An army of glassy-eyed kids. <laughs> Hurry, Uncle Ed, you whisper. Hurry. Is that Pat running ahead of the, the crew? All right, so we're going to jump. You doze off. The sound of a car honking wakes you up. Doze off. <laughs> he just saw a group of people marching at him and he fell asleep. He didn't eat his eggs. If he had eaten a little bit of eggs, he might have had the energy to persevere. Yeah, I still think we should have eaten those eggs. Cautiously, you peer around the corner of the gas station. Uncle Ed! You cry when you recognize his car. You run to the station wagon. You yank open the passenger door. No, no, no. Only to find that it's already occupied by Coach Rex. Oh, no. What did he do to Uncle Ed? I knew Uncle Ed was in on it. Ooh, I knew it. Coach grabs your wrist. No more escapes for you. He snarls as he loads you into the back seat. Hey, Uncle Ed, what's happening? You plead. Well, I took you to Camp Run and Leaf instead of Camp Pendleton on purpose. Our alien masters pay me well to direct kids here. Your own flesh and blood, Uncle Ed. This is fucked up stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, wow. What the fuck? Is that it? It's a recruiting station for Gentronian mind slaves. But you're my own uncle. You whale. <laughs> Uncle Ed shrugs. Hey, sorry, kid. It's just business. Nothing personal. I got debts in Reno. <laughs> <laughs> this will get me out of a lot of trouble, kid. Now, where can I drop you off, Rex? Uh, the infirmary, Rex commands. From there, this camper. <laughs> oh, he's going on a long trip. Can I kill my uncle? Right. <laughs> well... Kid, soon you'll be shoveling cladu crystals in a Zentronian mine. I hope you cladu crystals up your ass, Rex. I hope you keep talking to me like that. I hope you dig the experience. <laughs> Whoa! Holy the shit! End. The end. That is like the most ice cold ending of a book I've ever heard. This own kid's uncle sold him into alien slavery. <laughs> That's the end. That's the end. Oh, the moral man. of the story. Don't trust your extended family, man. Damn, should we talk to that old man? I didn't realize going to the service station meant we're calling Uncle Ed. If I knew that, I would have said no, because I do not trust Uncle Ed, and I never did. I guess that's where we went wrong, because I think everything else was good. I mean, is there a right? I don't even know if I want to know. I'm okay with how it ended. We're miners now. No, we can start an uprising in the mines. Yeah, this is just the prequel to the revolution of the miners. I'm going to overthrow these motherfuckers and I'm going to come back for Uncle Ed. <laughs> Do you want to know what happens if you go to the old man? I don't know. Um, or do you want to just wrap it up? What do you want to do? Should we? I feel like that kind of ruins what happened to us. If I know that I could have gotten out of it. Well, maybe you can jump while um, Uncle Ed is driving. Jump up front and and yank the wheel and crash into a tree and then run to the old old man's. Oh, okay. Yeah, that works. What happens if we go to the old man's house? Uh, the lights aren't on. Yada, yada, yada. There's no one there. Yada, yada, yada. Campers on your trail. Uh, you break into this guy's house. 
And there's the old man, naked and laying blue eggs. <laughs> Get out of here, kid. You don't want to see this. This is not what an old man should do. Occupied. <laughs> you ever heard of knocking? The end. You slip inside and shut the door. Slowly, silently, you creep through the dark hall. <gasps> the baby from the... He's- fourth book we read (laughs) three years later the baby's back a weird high pulsing sound drifts through an open door you peek around the edge of the doorway steps going down uh, to the cellar probably I swear to god this guy's laying eggs (laughs) I'm telling you alright so you're gonna go down the stairs there's another door bing bang bang yada 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 yeah slowly open the door what you see makes your eyes bug out oh no please please for the love of god i will i will give you a thousand dollars with this blue man if this man is like blue eggs blue man i'm getting ahead of myself the room inside looks like a nasa mission control people in headphones stride back and forth from radar screens to electronic maps uh, we got an interstellar camp running leaf link up. Someone is yelling. Wow. You gasp out loud. Well, big mistake. <laughs> a huge hand grabs you. Who are you? Barks the huge guy attached to the huge hand. I'm from camp running leaf. You reply meekly. A woman comes up. I'm agent Alice Draper. We're with the government. We've been monitoring transmissions from a planet eight light years from Earth. The transmissions have been traced to Camp Running Leaf. What can you tell us about the camp, kid? The breakfast is awful. (laughs) And the accommodations are not very comfortable. You repeat what uh, you heard Coach say about Zentron. Draper's eyes light up. This is amazing. The camp must hold incredibly advanced technology. Good job, camper. Uh, the next few days were a blur. The government sweeps in in helicopters and raids the camp. <laughs> Coach Rex and the rest of the staff are arrested for kidnapping, conducting business with an alien government without a license. And worst of all, I don't know how this is worse than kidnapping, but not paying their taxes. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Uncle Sam's got to get his nut. The arrest so angers the Zentronians that they invade Earth. Way to go. You're responsible for the total destruction of the human race. Oops. Wait, really? Yep. Damn. So the happy ending is my uncle sells me into slavery? Yeah. Uh, It's more of like a greater good situation, you know? Maybe if we have gone through the selection, maybe we like would have defeated them that way. Damn, there's probably so many better options than what we did. But that's what we did. Also, I think it's funny that if we had gone to the old man's house, we never would have known that our uncle was a double-crossing fucking human (laughs) trafficker. So. Oh, my God. You win some, you lose some. Damn, RL. Hopefully Uncle Ed was lost in the invasion. Oh, for sure. That's a pretty brutal one. That was, yeah. That was was a pretty horrifying ending both ways. Uh, Well, shit. What do we do now? Do you want to cast it as a movie? Yeah, who plays us? I have an idea. I have a big idea. You go first. Topher Grace. Ooh, I'm thinking 1998 Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, that's perfect. Peak. That's when you peaked. Yeah. All that. Uh, and and I'm going to split the difference and say Ashton Kutcher. That's not the split? I guess the also, hair. 
Kucher. And the height comes from one. Bleep yourself on that one. Uh, okay, fine. Fair enough. Also, way too old. This is a child at camp, but whatever you want to do. <laughs> you guys both went with shockingly old people, but yeah, that's okay. Uh, how about Coach Rex? What do we think in there? I mean, it screams John Cena to me. I was picturing Biff Tannen in my head. <laughs> that's fucking good, too, yeah. Thomas F. Wilson. All right. Um, okay, who plays Sweet Little Pat? The drug addict egg lover. That is Jonathan Lipnicki. <laughs> That's a Lipnicki right there. That is the leprechaun from the Boston Celtics logo. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest thing you've ever said in the podcast. Uh, <laughs> what else? What else we got? Anybody else in this book? Oh, uh, Uncle Ed, the fucking freak pervert, is played by Jay Moore. No. <laughs> I see it. Randy Quaid. Oh, yeah. He's really Uncle Ed in real life. Yeah. Um. All right. I can, I can see that. What else? Oh, tall girl. Lucy Lawless. <laughs> Xena the Warrior Princess. Cool. All right. All right. Is that it? That's the whole thing. Time flies when you're having fun. Am I right? I, you know, just like the main character in this book, I do love to have fun. So, yeah, you're right. Hey, thanks for listening. You can find us at uh, bookclubpodcast.com, AMZ and Book Club on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Oh, I didn't say thank you to Chris Linquist for the artwork and Morris Reese for the music. Uh, give us a phone call. Ganesh, what's the number? 567-309-0357. Yeah, you got it. Call that number. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the podcast. We'll uh, answer your questions or respond to requests or perhaps insult you and lose you as a fan and a listener. But what else we got? That... Uh, that Oh, subscribe at patreon.com slash AMZM book club. We got new episodes coming out, more Halloween shit coming your way. And uh, that's it, everybody. We got some more spooky episodes coming up this month, so please continue listening. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>